another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. Today is our book club slash review slash off tangent whatever um, about Blood Reaver, the second book in the uh, Night Lords trilogy. So uh, if you enjoyed today's podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous. And Bricky, I believe you have something special to tell the peoples. Yes, uh, if you would like to check out merchandise, go check out Orchidate.com. Blood Reaver, though. Great book. Yes, uh, we were supposed to talk about this earlier, but I got sick. And yeah. so now it's... Remember when we were like, oh, we'll do it in two weeks and then do the next one <laughs> next month? Now we're just we're just doing it normal at this yep. point. Yep. Unforeseen things. You can't help it. You uh, can't. It's great that you're feeling better, though, because strep throat sucks. I think we already discussed that in the last episode. Strep it, throat We did. It is awful, just awful. Yeah, I, uh, I might luckily I had need, audiobooks. I might need a f- a, a, a few refreshers here and there because it's been a couple weeks since I finished it and I didn't get the chance to reread it. But I think we'll be good for the most. I part. think we'll be good. I yeah. I reread it, so I finished it a few months back and I reread it for this episode or listened to it, whatever. Yeah. Um. But yes, so Blood Reaver is the second book in the Night Lords trilogy. The there's really no name for it. I guess you could say the the first claw trilogy or whatever, just the story mm, of Talos, yeah. whatever. Um is the second book. It is my personal favorite of the three. Yeah. It's uh, it's wild. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty crazy. Um so I guess in a sense we can kinda well, I always wonder how to talk about these books because I mean, initial thoughts, pretty good, I would assume. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so far, I there's been nothing about the Night Lords trilogy that's really disappointed me. Um, okay. Yeah, I I'm I'm pretty all in on on the trilogy and on the Night Lords and on Talos and uh, the only thing that surprises me so far is that Uzas hasn't been just skinned alive by his brothers yet because man acts a fool. Uh- <laughs> man, man acts a fool indeed. Um, we'll talk definitely more about that. But I think I probably I don't know the better way to do it, but I think the best way to do it is probably just to go through the book, like talk about things we like, probably in chronological order, because yeah. there's a lot of really big things that happen at the end of the book. That so many big things. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. So if we remember, the ending of the prior book is when the Covenant of Blood was taking survivors from the. Ooh, what was the other Night Lord ship called? Um, not the Echo of Damnation. That comes later. Yeah, that comes later. Oh, you're... Uh, it, it was something. I forget the name. Wasn't but... it like the Hunter's Premonition? Hunter's Premonition. Yes. Hey, yes. Nice. Good job. I don't know how I pulled that out, by the way. I don't I don't know why that was stored in my head, but good, good. Good. Yep. They were, they were grabbing survivors that were being shot down by the Black Fleet, and they were bailing from Crythe. Yep. And the, we've they come did a back. Hardcore bail too. The way they bailed out of that planet, it, it's pretty cool. The concept that the, the exalted took the ship into like low orbit while it's just a flame, and it's like get in, get in now. I'm not <laughs> slowing down. <laughs> I was just, I still remember the biggest surprise was that the exalted actually like came around. It was like, you know what? I think I should probably listen to Talos. We'll go, we'll help Talos. And I was like, whoa, hey, the exalted's like on your side. So crazy, too, considering that the he was getting, like, railed by the Hunter's Premonition captain. Yeah. He was like, Vanjard, you were always a worm, and he just cuts the link. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's uh, Blood Reaver starts off about two to three months post, 
mm-hmm. on the raid. Uh, well, so they raided a planet and they were going for something called Ganges, yep. the Ganges station. Mm-hmm. And the Ganges station was the, the major, was the major prize. Yep. Uh, yep. And it starts off. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I think, oh, it starts off with, um, with, them getting a, a marine, a, a space yeah, marine, a, a blood angel, right? Because they have, I think they have the blood angel like crucified on like their walls or something, and they're trying to get him to like. Are they trying to get him to talk? It, it was, it was him, or it might have been the Mar- no, it was the marines, Aaron. That was the later one. Yeah, um, it was the, some the, chapter. Yeah, I I could have sworn it was one of the blood angels that was left over from when they failed to uh, take over the covenant of blood. And uh, yeah, uh, some semantics. <laughs> the other thing about uh, these books is that uh, being a space marine and having all that like stuff that helps keep you alive is kind of a double-edged sword. Because uh, when you get captured by like the night lords and they like you know cut you in half or like open you up and just let your entrails spill out, your body is still like doing its supernatural healing and kind of sort of slowing down your death and making it all the more gruesome and painful because like it's still trying to like coagulate your blood and heal the wound and everything is it's just oh god the 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 marines are like the image of of pepe with like the spaghetti coming out of his pocket but it's like trying to put the intestines back in their body yeah yep oh. it's really it's really nasty but the the opening of Blood Reaver, I think, is one of my more favorite parts of the whole book because it does a couple things. One, uh, it introduces us to a new character, a gentleman named Maruk. Mm, Maruk, yes. I, I think his op- intro is my favorite part of the entire book <laughs> when he's in his tiny little closet room <laughs> and he's trying to watch TV and mm-hmm. his feet hurt and his ears are ringing and he can't. Just put the batteries back in the remote. Yep, yep. And he's like, balls to this. And he throws the remote and just goes to bed. <laughs> One of the best parts about that was, um, I forget what his specific job was, but it was such a menial bullshit job that the book is literally like, yeah, we couldn't even be bothered to program a servitor to do what you do. And it's like, oh. It's like 16-hour shifts and just another seven more years and I'll finally be able to leave. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, oh my god, life in the Imperium. Yeah. And even when he turns on the TV, the things he has are like safety drills, uh, ecclesiarchy sermons, and safety drills or something. And it's like, oh no. And he's like, ah, it's better than silence. So whatever. Sure. There's an old old family guy uh, meme I remember where it was like Quagmire and Cleveland are chained in a basement by Stewie. And he puts on like the DVD instructional video. Oh. And he just leaves it on repeat, and later on they're just repeating every word because they memorized it. <laughs> That's kind of how I imagine it to be. Probably, yeah. Um, but and then you get into this big thing where the Night Lords are obviously going for a raid on Ganges, and so they do something called the Screech, which is oh, basically yeah. turns off most to all communication, even lighting, mm-hmm. back on through the station, and also just puts out a high-pitched like human scream, like a chorus of yelling blaring through the loudspeakers across the entire station because (laughs) local best boy Septimus (laughs) was a fucking undercover, like double agent Mm -hmm. in the station the whole time Mm, for two months. The whole time, whole time. 
Uh, I also love that when they were doing the screech, just as it started, Maruk was just about to fall asleep, finally get some rest, and then, bah! Poor Maruk. <laughs> Poor Maruk. Maruk has a bad time. Yeah, and then the Covenant of Blood is doing, uh, what is it? It's a, it's not a slow burn, but they've just been drifting on, like, no power into Ganji, so they wouldn't be detected, I think, right? Yeah, because uh, they basically do a very slow, like, go to the edge of the system, do a little bit of propulsion, but then, like, you know, because it's space. There's no thing, there's nothing to stop you, so they're oh, slowly yeah, sure. drifting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, then they were able to obviously take the station, took all the slaves. We now have our our new our new human character, Maruk, which yeah. is arguably one of the better, one of my more favorite parts of this book. Mm-hmm. He's, he's kind of your... Space Marine books are always the best when there's a, a human character that sur- that centers around it because it shows the the disconnect between the two yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, Septimus is great, but he is kind of already lost. Oh, definitely, he's already given in to heresy. Like, yeah, he's, and then he's like, yeah, Octavia is kind of a posh noble mm-hmm. and and a navigator. So Maruk is just this old man manufacturer, <laughs> and he's like walking around this the the, the covenant like. What the hell is going on? Yep. Also, when when uh, the Night Lords first got to Ganji Station and they turned off all the heating, oh, like you you really get an idea of how savage the fucking Night Lords are. As like uh, Maruk and like the little group that he's leading are trying to like make their way into the storerooms to get some food, and it's just like wall to wall bodies that have been frozen to the floor. And it's just oh like, yeah, <laughs> and he was talking about how he would constantly piss himself because it was the to keep himself warm. Yeah, he was like there was another guy that like pissed himself out of fear, and Rook was like, "Well, at least when I did it, it was just to keep warm." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, stupid man, pussy." <laughs> I, I've noticed a really interesting thing that uh, uh, Aaron Dembski Bowden does when he writes. Mm-hmm. When he's writing about specific characters, his tone of writing tends to change. So, okay. for for example, if he's talking about Talos or something, right? Mm-hmm. There's kind of this very grim, dour way he does the writing for it. But right. then when you go to, like, Maruk, for instance, when he's writing about uh, things in Maruk's perspective, mm-hmm. he'll use slang like piss and shit. Like, the floor was covered in piss. Where oh, if, yeah, if he was, yeah, like, yeah, probably yeah. talking about Talos, he'd probably say, like, urine and fecal matter. That's His true. language is kind of different when he talks with different characters. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, and it's a good way to keep everything nice and immersive, too. Because um, if you're from Talos' perspective, he he really shouldn't be using slang. And if you're Maruk, you absolutely should be using slang. So that's a, well, that's, yeah. a, that's a plus that I wasn't really thinking about. Yeah, Talos' slang would be like Nostroman slang, which is yep. just plenty of that. but <laughs> um, Plenty. But the, the main deal after the Ganges raid, kind of goes with the... There's a little bit of, of interesting lore on the Covenant. Um, the the Vord, Voidborn, the young child, got sawed in half yeah. uh, at the end of Soul Hunter, and so the father, Akir, I think was his name? Something like um, that, yeah. He, he's understandably very upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and she also had the, the coin, which means yeah. protection, and that didn't work. Yeah, wasn't that the big reason that Akir was, like, really mad? Was because, like, hey, you, you gave my daughter, the Voidborn, the coin. You were supposed to protect her. You didn't. What the fuck? This is bullshit. <laughs> and my wife is dead. Yes, that's right. She also died. 
it kind of gives you a little bit of an interesting perspective. Because if you look at the Imperium perspective, like, the Blood Angels will gladly tear through civilians because <laughs> yeah. they're heretics. Oh, yeah. They're on a heretic you know? ship. They're on a chaos ship. They're absolutely like, uh, criminals in the eyes of the Imperium. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's, oh, look, little children, little heretics, you mean? The flavor. <laughs> little demons. It's, it's, it's interesting because if you were to ever have a book from the Imperium perspective, you probably, they probably would just do that and not really care. Yeah. And then you look at it this way, and you're like, oh, that's rough. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's but, like, um, wow, the Imperium's really evil. And the Imperium's like, no, we're great. There's a lot of uh, a lot of back and forth going on with the crew in that way. Septimus is trying to kind of calm everyone down. Yeah. Yeah. Um and and Akira's obviously rather rather upset and angry, but mm-hmm. and he dies pretty quick. Oh yeah, he does. He, he not does, by not by Talos. We we technically don't know who. Yeah, we don't but, know, but it is heavily implied that we know who did it. Fucking fucking Uzas. Fucking Uzas. Because uh, Uzas goes on a bit of a, a chaos rampage where like he thinks he's in... What is he? Yeah. Thinks he's ripping up. He thinks he's killing um like guardsmen, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. generals and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say he thinks he's killing like Imperium and he thinks he's in like a church or something, right? And he's like, Oh my god, I have to yeah. rip them apart and eat them. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then he like snaps out of it and he's like, uh oh I'm yeah. in the covenant of blood. Oh no. <laughs> I did it again. It's actually really interesting because it shows that he is legitimately hallucinating. Yeah. Because Korn has... Because he, he constantly makes this idea that he prays and stuff to Korn for their power, but he hates them. Yeah. Um, which I bet is what it started off as. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it kind of wormed his way into him. Oh, yeah. But Definitely. it was interesting to see him have this, like... He hallucinated himself having this gloriful, like this glorified, this I, I'm a, I'm a hero. Look yeah. as I as I kill the enemies of of man. When in reality he's just slaughtering people and yeah. killed I think two night lords. Yeah, he does. He does Some kill third a couple claw. of night lords. He kills. Um, it was funny because like when they when they finally catch Uzas and I think they they either what do they chain him to the wall or like pin him to the wall or something. They chain him to the uh, like the operating slab in the apothecarium. Right. Um, they said um, they said the night lord that he killed, and it was like the leader of like third claw or something. And his name was um, oh, what was it? It was like Tor- oh, uh, Delcaris. Delcaris. No, that's the one that takes over, right? The one oh, he kills- oh, yes, that's the one that takes over. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the one he killed, but he was also corrupted yeah. by Corrin. But it was like, his name was like Tor Zarl, and I was like, whoa, what? Did he, what? No. he. There's no way Uzas killed Zarl. And then I had to like listen to it again. I was like, oh no, his name, that Tor is his first name. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, Tor Zal. I think yeah. Zal, yeah. When I first, I was like, wait, did he, t- 
Do you, did he say he just tore up Zaro? What? Man, man, no, no one, fucking no one can, way. No one can tear up Zaro. He's I too good. Like, I was like, damn, this fool must have been completely possessed by corn if he did that. But then I, I listened to it again. I was like, oh, that's his. N- oh, okay. And then Zaro showed up. I was like, oh, this makes sense now. Okay, cool. That that led to a a rather unfortunate altercation with Third Claw. It was yeah. actually interesting because the Del Karis guy cheated in like a duel. Yeah. To gain to gain the ability to lead third claw. And he was trying to stop them from fighting first claw. Yeah. And it, he, and it didn't work. Yeah, he didn't want that. And he got into a duel and when they were supposed to not use guns, he was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna bolter this fool. Uh, no, he shot with a plasma pistol. <laughs> oh, that's right, it was a plasma pistol. You're right, you're right. I knew he used a gun. I thought it was a bolter. I guess that'd be a little extreme inside the uh <laughs> he bolt or the hulls of the ship. And, well, that probably wouldn't be great. Oh, oh no, the, the plasma pistol is actually far worse. That would blow a hole in the ship. Oh, the oh. plasma pistol oh, it so turned it turned okay. into it turned him to ash. Like it, it like it turned his armor into ash. There was no oh. salvage. Oh, I forgot that. I I didn't remember that. Holy shit! The bolter is like getting shot by a fully automatic small grenade launcher. Right. So it hurts, but it's like little explosions. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to, yeah, the, the plasma pistol is like fires the heat of the sun. It's fucking nuts. Damn, um, so that is significantly worse than shooting a Boltor in the ship. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, Ooh. it's far worse, but he, you know, he was doing yeah. his thing. Yeah, um, and that's th- right. He, he wanted to completely be like, no, 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 no. We really don't want to fight First Claw. This is, let's just forget it. Whatever. I'm the leader now. You got to follow me. Don't do it. And they're like, nah, don't be a the- bitch. And then they do, and then they have their classic first claw, we have come for you line. Hey, yep. They I do. like I like some of the little voxing between Talos and Del Caris when they're when he's saying, like, yeah, we have seven, you have four. And he's like, five if I unchain Uzas. Yep. Like, that's still less than seven. He's like, Yeah, but I have Zaro. And he's like, that's a good point. That's right. He's <laughs> shit. Zaro. Fucking God. And it actually he he does unchain Uzas, and Uzas does fight alongside them. Which is Yeah, they, they kill all of them. And then yeah. they and then Del Karis tries to join First Claw, which I was actually kinda sad that Talos said no. Yeah, I was kinda hoping he'd be like, Well, you did put up a good fight and you know, all that and then when he killed him, I was just like, Oh. Yeah. Was, it, Del Karis makes... was starting to grow on me. I was like, Oh, come on. It made it, I liked it was like both sides of things where I liked he was growing on me too, but at the same time, I need to remember that Talos isn't like he shows a lot more restraint than most night lords, but he's still not a like yeah. a very nice guy. Yeah, he's still pretty evil. Um, he's still pretty evil. Yeah. That battle fucked them up though. Oh, yes, it did. Uh, cause I mean, like, they had, they had repaired their armor somewhat after the, the Blood Angels invasion, and then after they were, you know, after they killed off all of Third Claw, they were all fucked up again, and, like, Talos' helmet was, like, battered, his armor was fucked, and, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that, yeah, that fucked them up. I think that's a good way to describe it, sure. I, I mean, they had to wade through bolter shells, that was their thing. Oh, Yeah. And this is why they were all messed up, and Talos's entire face was just blood and scars. Oh, that's he, right. He looked yep. awful. Um, mm-hmm. And then, then he went to. Uh, oh, and then we get introduced. Oh, well, there's two characters we got introduced to. One I forgot. I can't believe I forgot it. We got introduced to our man Hound. 
Oh, of course, hound, mistress, a, a creepy, like elderly, five or four foot six, five foot zero, yeah. little man with his eyes sewn shut and a little sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, he's when they first described him, I was like, oh god. All I could think of was like a creepier version of like uh, Igor. Uh, with Frankenstein. That's a very good comparison, yes. Yeah. It's just it's just oh, he's so creepy. Like that you know you know what I, I picture him as? Like that's like the personification of when someone calls you a simp. <laughs> right? Mistress Mistress, Mistress. Mistress. Will feet show feet mistress yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hound totally has a foot fetish. You know he does. I like I I really enjoy just some of the small parts mm-hmm. where it's um it's like uh, yes mistress follow mistress and it's like shut up yes mistress no talking anymore mistress <laughs> quiet time mistress it's like oh no he doesn't get it um it's kind of weird though he sounds more decrepit in the beginning of the book he oh, acts yeah. more normal later on yeah um I don't know if that's just maybe he got used to her or whatever but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird because his eyes are completely sewn shut. Yeah, it's so strange. And he can, and he still like can see. Maybe it's like you know his other senses have picked up so much because he doesn't have his eyesight anymore that like you know he can hear stuff, he can smell stuff, and I don't know. It's a creepy little little shit. Yeah. But at the same time, he's very lovable. He's a surprisingly large amount of comic relief. Yeah. There's a part later on where Octavia rolls like a coin across the room and Hound just like runs at it like a little dog and he's like, ooh, coin, here you go. Yeah, he's fetching, she's fetching with with Hound. But yeah, at the start of the book, he's like, it's like, oh God, Hound is creepy. And I'm kind of like, I'm with Octavia. It's like, oh God, Hound, shut the fuck up, go away. But by the end of the book, it's like, oh, I kind of like Hound. He's he's, he's strangely lovable. We'll get to we'll get to that, yeah, no we'll doubt. We'll get to that for sure. Yeah. Um but we also after the battle with uh Third Claw, we get introduced to Lycorophis of the Bleeding Eyes. Ah, the um, Raptor. The Raptor. I, I think Lycorophis really comes into his own in the third book. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot more there's a lot of him, but he's got this like he's got this weird thing where So, okay, Raptors back in the day are a little different than Raptors now. Okay. So there's a unit called a Raptor you can take in game, but Raptors now are more like regular Chaos Space Marines that just happen to have jetpacks. Right. Um, there's also a unit called a Warp Talon, which is like a demonic version of a Raptor. The Corophis <laughs> is kind of in, is like in the middle. Oh. He's got the like the taint has kind of hit him. That's why he's all weird. Yeah. Uh, but he's not quite like a demon. Right. So okay. he like strides around on all fours, you know. He yes, he, he, does. he talks in this very like like kind of condory, like his neck cracks and twitches mm-hmm. and stuff. He has like a bird look. He's kind of a dick. It's kind yeah, of fun. Yeah, he is kind of a dick. That he talked to sure. that one comm officer, and he's like, "Hello, human. I am Lucorifus. <laughs> what is your name?" And the guy's like, "Oh my god. Oh, this is this is awful." Get away uh, I, from me. I love the way the other raptors talk with that. Like, yes, yes. We'll obey. Yes, yes. yes. Must feed. Yes. yes, yes Time yes. to hunt. Yes, Soar. Yes. Yeah, they're, the, the raptors are dope. 
especially when you actually get to see them in combat. And oof, boy, raptors are savage. Yeah, they're they're they eat people a lot. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, there's that one moment towards the end of the book where like Lucorifus is lunging at the guy he's fighting, and he's just like, "I will eat your eyes," and it's like, "Whoa." <laughs> Dial it yeah, back just a notch, dude. <laughs> dial the the Night Lord's back? No, sir. Yeah, you got to pump that up to 30. Jesus. Um, I, I like Lucorifus. Um, he's an interesting character. A little, mm-hmm. He's creepy, but I like how his little pack of the bleeding eyes, there's like 30 of them or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're just all kind of there. Like, <laughs> like they just kind of like giggle and snicker and like and, and have like weird condor like... Noises, yep. Lots of like kind of sounds with like whirring joints. They're really feral. It's cool. Oh yeah, they're definitely like a feral sort of hunting pack for sure. Birds of prey, if you will. Because there's actually a, a great moment after the the fight where where Talos is kind of succumbing to his wounds in the corridor. Mm-hmm. Um, after leaving with a meeting with the Exalted about like, hey, we're gonna. Let's let's fix let's fix our ranks. Exalted's like I want to fucking fight more, you know. Yeah. Um. And when he's leaving, it's kind of interesting because he's he's on the com on the Vox and he's trying to get people's help because he's he's basically dying in the corridor. Yeah. And he's like a Syrian Mercutian. And I really like I really like the small moment that they had in the writing where it said Talos did uh, something that completely surprised him. And he asked for Zarl. And I was like, these guys were friends growing up, quote yeah. unquote. And, well. and, he, and he just doesn't want to even vox him. Like, he refuses. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they were as close as you could be friends on, uh, on Nostromo. Nostromo. Is this the book where they talk about uh, um, his mom? His mom. It is. Oof, boy, that's a big yeah. depressy. Yes, that's Ooh. that's the depresso espresso. But yeah. you know, you know who finds him in that hallway was Uzas. Yeah, good old Uzas finds him. Mm-hmm. That, that was that was a good part because Uzas was like had was clear. Yeah, he has a few of those moments in this book where he finds moments of clarity, and Talos is like shocked, but he's like, "Man, I miss that." Yeah, it's actually quite sad because mm-hmm. he'll he'll say something really profound. And they're like, wait, who's that? What'd you say? And he's like, what? Blood for blood? Yeah, no. it's it's kind of weird. U- Uzos had as many moments of clarity as he did moments of savagery in this book. Yeah, he does, actually. You're right. They even had a flashback uh, during the Battle oh, of Terra yeah, when, when Uzos was the sergeant of a yeah. squad with a bolter Malkari and himself gave to him as a gift. Yeah. And he's like a, t- like a, he's like a hero. Which it's yeah, really it's, sad. Yeah, it's 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 kind of sad to see what chaos is, has uh, dwindled Uzas down to just a just a sort of bloodthirsty savage when he used to be like you know this really well, I mean as noble as night lords can get, but this yeah this strong warrior yeah Instead there's a of lot just of sort that. of the punching bag for everyone when he gets out of line. And, there's and, a lot and, of that that good backstory, which is why I like this one so much. Like. Um, like you learn more about Mercutian, you know. You learn he was kind of a rich boy, like a yeah. like a gang leader's son, basically. Mm-hmm. And Zaro keeps on giving him shit for it, <laughs> as he should. As should he? he? Should. Well, Zaro much not? better. 
I mean, on Nostromo, as far as they're concerned, as far as Night Lords are concerned, well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe we not. we do get a we do get that that backstory of uh, Talos and Zara as kids, though. <sighs> Boy, that's so fucked up. <laughs> that that was uh that was rough. That's uh, so rough when they're when they're uh what they're walking by a woman that's getting <clears throat> abused. Y- y- yep, those we'll words. Just, yeah, we'll just say abused. It's worse than that, but we'll just say she's being abused. And uh Talos is just watching it happen and uh Sarl is just like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey. You can't you can't you can't watch that. Just keep moving along. What are you doing? It's not like you're going to save her." It's not even that they're gonna they, they can try to help. It's it's literally like don't watch. They'll see your face and then they'll kill you. Yeah. Um It's self preservation instead of any form of, of good. Yeah. And then oh god, and then when they get like to Talos's house. His mom has, is tattooed uh, up with uh yep. her, her owners. Yep. She it's, her sleeve is rolled up with a tattoo and they're like, Oh yeah, that's that's her slave owner. It's like oh, and it's oh like, oh, God. you'll you gotta answer your questions so that maybe the Legion will take you because you're a smart boy. Yeah. And it's it would oh. I think Talos had a had a quote in this one where Octavia asked him why he became a space marine. He's like, I wanted to be a hero. Look how that turned out. Oh yeah. Talos' backstory is really sad. Uh his mom's a sl- isn't his mom a slave prostitute? She's she's a, a gang whore is what he says. Oh, that's right. Doesn't <laughs> there, there were, dude? There was a there's a part when it's like yeah she she was thirty and she looked sixty because she yep. was a, a a gang's whore and oh. he said she, uh, he thought she was diseased and when he said that the first time I read the book I was like oh she had cancer oh. <laughs> like no she had AIDS she had. She probably had everything. Had a lot of things. She had lots of STDs. Like, like oh, that's what you mean. Nostromen gang whore. She unfortunately probably had everything you could get. Which is yeah, sad. Yeah, was that's sad. really sad. And then and then you look back at the first book when you realize she got shot by a guard when she was trying to see him when there oh, he was a marine. Remember. That's- Right, and he, and that's right, because doesn't isn't Zara like, hey, uh, h- how you doing? And Talos is like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, uh, you know, that uh, that that woman hey, that got shot right in front of you. Don't you remember? And he's like, who the fuck was that? And he's like, really, Talos? Really? He's like, yeah, who the fuck was that? I don't know who that was. He's like, it's your fucking mom. And he's like, oh, was oh. it really? Hmm. Oh, well. It's it's a great way to show the dehumanizing of the Marines as they oh, yeah. like how far they are from humanity and from emotions and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, yeah, it's, it's really it's really interesting and quite quite sad. Oh, that the whole part, yeah. the whole part with the fucking with his mom was really sad. Oh God, yeah. it, it, hit, it hit a lot harder the second read. I got to be honest. Yeah, it's it's. Whew. Just thinking about it, it's just like, oh god, like Jesus. Nostromo, Night Lords, Space Marines, all that is just so sad. Like, God. But they um past that, they're they the main goal, the main part of the book is basically their ship is mega fucked yeah. because <laughs> for all the reasons it already was, and Octavia is apparently not a good sailor. No, she's and not. That's right. She's she's flying the ship apart. But they need to dock at Hell's Iris. 
Oh, uh, yes. The the uh, the region of the Red Corsairs, mm-hmm. formerly um, the Astral Claw, right? Indeed, they were part of the Badab War, which was also part of the Lamenters. We talked about mm-hmm. that a bit ago. The Astral Claw were the Lamenters' only friends. Then they went to chaos, and then nobody trusted the Lamenters. And you get your good leader man, Huron Blackheart. Blackheart. <laughs> what a and and they are full. Pirates. This is a pirate faction. (laughs) With his fucking monkey. (laughs) With his weird psychic monkey, his port city. Um, and one of my favorite and then one of my favorite jokes in the whole book when Septimus and Maruk are at a bar and Maruk is seeing a a hot piece of ass across the way, (laughs) and he's like, Hey, come over here, and she she walks up to him and says some weird shit in a different language with a weird snake tongue. Yep. And Septimus points at his pistol and he's like, fuck off or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, I thought, damn, what the hell, Septimus? I, th- I thought she wanted to bang. And she, he's like, she did. Look at her dress, though. It's it's not leather. It's she would have skinned skin. you afterwards. Yeah. And then he says the best thing in the whole book, which is like, I want to leave. <laughs> Right, I want to, li- and who can blame him? It's like I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, this place is not good. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just, I really like that. It's such a genuine. It's like an Event Horizon when they watch the video of all the all the people like going mad, and then Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah. Wait, is Lawrence Fishburne? Um, is I think he is in that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Lawrence Fishburne. Um, yeah, yeah. he's just like we're leaving. It's such a good response. Rook's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, it's so boy. funny. You know, but, uh, yeah, the Red Corsair kind of kind of fucked. We, uh, we get introduced to what might be my favorite character in, in the first claw, which is Varial. Varial, yep. Varial, the flayer. The sort of... I mean, I guess he's a doctor. He's a he, He's an apothecary. Oh, that's right. That's right. And like the first interaction we get with him is like he he could have saved a red corsair, but he was like, ah, fuck him. I got other things to do. This would take too much time. And yeah, but but nobody then nobody lets him forget. It. But but then he skinned his face and put it on his pauldron. Oh God, <laughs> I don't know. How that, I don't you remember that the day? Part. Like we're here for Callus or whatever. It's like, oh, there he is. And he points to his shoulder. <laughs> Oh, I don't know how I forgot that. Hey, he oh, skits the man. Oh, God. <laughs> and, I mean, well, I mean, that's, I guess that's that's fitting. Um, and there's so many times where people are like, you know, you could have saved him, right? And he's like, yeah, so? But I didn't. He's like, yeah, whatever. So? Let's move on. Don't don't worry about it. It's like, oh, okay. He's okay, such a, sure. he, he's such like, he he has he's basically Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, you know, he basically is. Like he even talks in that sort of like really hoity toity refined way too. Yeah, he he well he doesn't blink ever pretty much. <laughs> what a creeper. He he barely ever blinks and not only does he barely ever blink, but he talks and he he kind of he never laughs, really? It's true, he doesn't. That's I guess he never does, does he? You're right. Well, he does once, but he, he never smiles either. What a fucking creeper. Yeah, he's he's incredibly weird. Jesus. Fits right in 
with First Claw. If <laughs> <laughs> it's right, it's right, right in with First Claw. Yeah. Um, is this around the time where they? So when did they realize that the um that the Red Corsair had the Echo of Damnation? Because I'm kind of forgetting when exactly they were like, okay, the Red Corsair have the Echo of Damnation, and uh, I hate to break it to you guys, but we need to take that thing back. Uh, yeah, it's when they scanned the Venomous Birthright, and they were like, oh, this is actually the Echo of Damnation. Okay. And so so the, the goal is work with the Red Corsairs and Huron Blackheart mm-hmm. to get the Gene Seed Vaults on Villamus. Yeah. Which was a fortress monastery for the Marines errant, I believe. Yeah, Marines errant um, for sure. And so Night Lords were being used in a weird way. Huron was actually quite a convincing uh, guy. He was rather like he's scary, but he's very um, I don't know. He understands morale. He's better mm. at convincing people than fucking Abaddon was. Oh, that's not exactly saying much. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> Abaddon uh, is just pure fear, right? Like, if you don't obey me, I'm just gonna... <clears throat> you're dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's got some charisma, but he didn't... Great, but... Yeah. He, um, that was the whole idea, and the Night Lord's job was to destabilize the, the core and cause problems for the main Red Corsair strike group. Yeah. Um, and during this time, they also find out that good old Huron has an old friend of theirs. Oh, right. He does. Um, Reuven. And Reuven has been, has been like gouged and, and blinded and can't do any psychic powers and been tortured for like months. Yeah, that's right. They have like a, do they have like a spotlight on him or is it just natural light that's on him? And it's just, he's like, "Ah, I can't see this fucking light. It's just the entire, the entire room is like pure white. Yeah. Yeah. So it it burns that out. And he also has like an anti, anti psychic power collar and he's been chained up and he's been barely kept alive with like glasses of water. Yeah. He's boy. And he deserves it. Fuck him. Right, <laughs> fuck Reuven. He's a he's a he's a bitch traitor. Reuven, well, well, he's he's been traitor twice, but yeah, twice. <laughs> That's right. He 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 was traitor to the Night Lords, and then he betrayed. Well, did he betray Abaddon? Or did Abaddon just be like, ah, you're useless? Dink. Uh, he uh, Abaddon was like, you're useless. Dink. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's interesting because they the big plan, right? The big plan because they wanted the Echo of Damnation back. Yeah, yeah. Was do the thing on Villamus, leave, take over the Echo with Varial, yep, and then jump both the ships using yep. Octavia on the Echo on the Echo and Varial on the Covenant. Not Varial, sorry, uh, Reuven on the Covenant. Yeah. And so they had to part with Reuven or to get Reuven for that. Yep. Um. Yeah. They though, they bargained to get Reuven, right? They did. What did they give? They gave him something. I don't quite remember what it was, but they gave yeah. him something important. Yeah, to get um, Reuven out of the uh, their imprisonment. Yeah. I I will admit, as much as Reuven's a shithead, <laughs> I I will say that his reasoning for betraying is pretty understandable. Remind he, me. He again. has this. He has this. Like I was sick and tired of being a stagnant legion 
uh, in a stagnant world. I wanted to win the fucking war, and the Night Lords weren't doing it. Abaddon is. Right. That's that's right. Okay. I remember it, that reasoning now. It's basically the reasoning of a lot of Black Legion people. Yeah. And so it's, it's nice to have that, because in a sense, I kind of think he's right. I Yeah. At least Abaddon is trying to win the war. At least he's making Black Crusades. At least he's trying to kill uh, the Imperium. Whereas, like, the Night Lords are kind of just happy uh, sticking in the shadows, hitting and running every so often. Uh, But they're not really thinking about actually conquering anything. They're not really actually thinking about toppling the Imperium. Whereas, at least Abaddon, he's doing stuff. You know. He is doing stuff. Talos has these, like, quote-unquote delusions of grandeur for it, but he can't really act on it because he's just a guy. Yeah. As opposed to, say, the Exalted or whoever. Yeah. Uh, but the Exalted even wanted to start doing better. He even was like, "We, we I want to go back to the glory days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the whole battle on Villamis was very, very fun. Oh, um, God. There's <laughs> lots of good, lots of good murder, <laughs> lots of good flaying. I... Has another great moment with the Terminators. Yep. I, uh, the, before we get to that, the moment I remember is like, uh, they, they go through, um, one of the people that's working in like, I don't know if it's the library or something, and they're talking about how he's like, oh, I wanted to be a space marine, but I just couldn't hack it on the physical test, so now I'm serving here, and that should be good enough, and I've been working with this elderly dude. Uh, and then he goes to check on the elderly dude, and he finds his corpse with the eyeballs down its throat. Talos fucking grabs him and just rips him apart and tells him not to scream, and it's like, oh. oh it's, it's, yeah, he's got doing little sneaky Batman shit, yep. basically. And during this whole time, Lucorifus and his boys are, like, ripping apart generators, and mm-hmm. all of his, rap- his raptor friends are like, ah, it's no, no, pray, raptor, no, yes, yes, I kill people, why why do this? It's like, kill the jet, just get rid of the generators, it's fine. Just, yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, it's got a great moment when Huron teleports in with a bunch of Terminators, and on the end of the corridor, they see a bunch of Marines errants setting up positions. Mm-hmm. And Mercutian says something in Nostromo that equivalates to, oh, shit. <laughs> and they just start getting hailed on by bolter fire. And I, I really like, I really, really like when all of the Night Lords are hiding behind the Terminators. Oh, that's right. They and are. And it's like, fight, the- you fucking Night Lord <laughs> bastards. And, and they're, they're all giggling. <laughs> They're all just giggling like children behind them. Yeah, like, come on, fight. What are you doing? And they're just cackling back there and not returning fire. And yeah, it's it's really it's really good. That, that whole thing fine. is fun. Terminate. They're Terminators. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It is a very, very fun time. I, I find it incredibly <laughs> endearing. But um, post that is when they get all of the they, they do all their their big betrayal, um, mm-hmm. which is a pretty crazy finale. You you oh, heart, yeah. you started off with Hound Maruk. Oh no! Wait, I want to back this up a little bit. Okay. Um, there's the part where Reuven confronts Septimus, and oh right, that's a really interesting scene. Yeah. Uh, because he's go because he goes in there, and he's basically like, "What's up, slaves? <laughs> sure sucks <laughs> being a slave, doesn't it? Pretty cringe." <laughs> 
And he's like, by the way, I killed the second slave. Tee hee ha ha. Fuck you. That's right. We finally get to find out what happened to the Secundus. Yeah, Reuben just killed his ass. Taos wouldn't want to talk about it. But yeah, Reuben fucking killed him. And doesn't Reuben also say that, like, because uh, Septimus doesn't believe him. He's like, what? You're so full of shit. If you did that, Talos would have fucked you two ways from Sunday. And Reuben was like, he tried, but he's a bitch. And I stopped him. And it's like, oh, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, and then it was something like Talos promised to, like, get him, get revenge on him for killing the Secundus, right? Yeah, which, but of course, then Reuven left the, the Legion, so at that point, it was whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was quite endearing to see the Septimus have two pistols, Maruk with a las gun, Hound with a double-barreled shotgun, and Octavia with an eye all be like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Octavia just with an eye. Yep. Just with an eye. It's like, get, yep. get it. It's like, Mistress told you to leave. Oh, hound. Maruk has a, has a really good, like, the lady asked you to leave. Mm-hmm. Got that deep old British accent. I, I, I like Ruva Reuven because he's he's standing there. And he's like, I'm not angry. I'm just surprised. <laughs> like, <laughs> all of the, this whole, like, none of this would even hurt me. Maybe the eye would. But, like, none of this means anything. And, but, Wow. <laughs> I actually kind of like that Reuven was there. Like, yes, he's a shithead. Yes, he's a traitor. Yes, you're obviously supposed to hate him. But it's it's kind of nice to have that sort of, like, villainous, sne- sniveling, like, douchebag character to just sort of even everything. Because everybody's kind of, you know, getting along. Everybody's kind of happy. I mean, yeah, there's Uzas, but it's kind of nice to have Reuven there to really just be like, ooh. There's there's, a, it's great when you have someone you can really hate. Yeah, there's that slimy motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, that that is always wonderful to have. Um, but that that is a great moment because Maruk is talking to Septimus, and Septimus is like, "I never fucking did this before. Like, I was always just a nice slave." Yep. And it's like you you got a you got a woman you wanna you like my my, my dude my son. <laughs> you gotta you got something to fight for now, and now you're realizing that this there's more to life. It's, now it's, you it's feel really, like a heretic. Yeah, it's really kind of cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite, it's quite nice. He also makes a good point. He's like, "I'm gonna go after Octavia." He's like, "You're telling me that she was taken by four criminals for four hours? Then she doesn't want you near her right now." <laughs> oh man, um, there was—I don't remember exactly when it happened. Um, but as we were talking about Helen, there's a great. It's a great hound moment. It was, um, I think they had picked up some people from Ganji's station and they were acting, uh, a fool. This is like right after, uh, Septimus got the, the Laz cannon that he gave to, um, Maruk. Laz gun. Laz gun. A Laz cannon kills tanks. (laughs) Oh, a little, a little bit of difference. Laz cannon is the, is the length of you head to toe. (laughs) Oh, Wow. Um, but, um, yeah, there was, a and, and Septimus was going to go take care of the problem causers, but Talos was like, no, 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 this, I got this. And, um, they string, (laughs) they string the guys up outside of, uh, Octavia's door and their guts are hanging out and their intestines are hanging out. And Octavia looks at it and she's like, oh, 
and Hound is confused by like she, like he thought she didn't know what it was, and he's like, "Oh, those are intestines." Oh, and right. She, and she's like, "Yeah, thanks. I I got that." And he's like, "Don't eat them." <laughs> And he, then, he says with these sage uh, uh, words sage, of experience. The like, wisdom of experience. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh. That was so fun. <laughs> Thanks, Hound. Oh, God. <laughs> Hound has so many moments like that that are just like, oh, no. But it's he's, he's still such a likable, like, you're like a little puppy dog. Little he re- it really is. Puppy dog. A little deformed thing. puppy dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, though... I mean, we're, we've been talking about this for quite a while at this point. We, uh, but, oh, I, but yeah. we got so much more. Uh, well, fuck it, we'll keep going. Yeah, fuck um, it. But then they they do the big the big heist, basically. Mm-hmm. It's basically a heist. Oh yeah. Um, and this is one of the the parts I kind of I mentioned a couple times that I think Octavia isn't isn't written perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a problem with the voice acting. Because the voice acting is incredible, but she's very breathy and a little whiny sounding. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it. Could be different if I had a different voice in my head when I if I read it. Yeah, I I think his voice for Octavia isn't great. Yeah, it's a little it's a little weak compared to the rest. Of the cast. Yeah, definitely. Um, however, Octavia uh, jumps. So they get to the Echo of a Damnation with a boarding palm with first claw. After Variel has spaced the remaining um, Red Crosshairs <laughs> in a and in, in a pretty hardcore little move, yeah, he does. Uh, uh. <laughs> and then they make their way to the navigation chamber. Uh, Marook, oh. Septimus, Hound, Octavia, and First Claw. Yeah, and they that... find Esmeralda. Oh boy, and and she, I guess she's she's in like a little. Navigator bathwater. Oh god. Yeah, it's like a it's like a <laughs> nutrient rich bath to help with navigation. But she's yeah. been like she can't the, get the out whole, of it though. The, the whole problem. ship is fucking like piratey. It smells like crap. Mm-hmm. It's covered in like actual waste. But she is is like decrepit yeah. and and slightly chaos tainted. Yep. Um and and whatever whatever that navigator bathwater is like she she can't get out like she can't get out of it so not only is it whatever nutrient rich whatever used to be in there it's like sewage water at this point like it's got all of her like it's mostly piss and, and stuff piss yeah and shit in it so it might have been nutrient rich at some point but now it's basically just raw sewage yeah, it's, it's gross. It, it sounds so disgusting. Like as soon as they enter the room, they're like overcome by it. Like even Hound looks disgusted, which is hmm. We're just saying something for a man who if he was telling the truth is over 10,000 years old. Yeah. The warp is fucky. Yeah. And naturally uh, Esmeralda's a little kooky. <laughs> yep. It's just a little kooky. It was interesting cuz I forgot about this. Nobody was looking at Esmeralda besides Octavia. Because they can't. Oh, that's the eye. true. The eye, that's right. They they would die. Which is why Talos was like, can we use her? Because he can't see her. Yeah. And once she, she said no, they all just bolstered her to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there's no using her. That's for sure. You're not. Mm-mm. 
Um, um, I was I was worried that Octavia was going to have to get in that sludge and pilot from there. I was like, oh, man, you thought her piloting was bad before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he put her in that fucking sewage, and she ain't going to pilot you anywhere where you need to be. Which is actually interesting because she does pilot the ship to get away from the Red Corsair fleet, but she fucks up the mark. Yeah. And so the Covenant of Blood jumps in a, in the correct area with Ruvim, mm-hmm. but they're gone. Yeah, um, they go way far off. I think she said it was because um, the other navigator wasn't great to the ship, and the machine spirit wasn't a big fan. And now that like Octavia had control, it was like it was like a wild stallion that just wanted to fucking run, and it was like super hard to control the ship. Yeah, it, this is one of the, the part of the reason why I think she isn't written great is because this is now twice in the same book a major plot point has occurred because of her uh, inexperience. Yeah. Like, yeah. they they shook the ship apart, they need to go to Hell's Iris, and now there's this thing. And, yeah. small spoiler, it happens again in the third book. Oh. So, it's a little bit much. They they rely on Octavia's uh, lack of skill yeah, a yeah. lot, which, at the same time, like, she's a fucking slave. Her life sucks. I shouldn't be that mean to her, but yeah. I feel like it's almost a little bit of a crutch. Well, I mean, I it is a bit of a crutch, but in all fairness, she hasn't really been uh, a navigator for that long. Like, I mean, she was a navigator for that little whatever ship that she used sign. to be on. Yeah, but like, this is the first time she's had like a full blown uh, Astartes vessel to pilot, right? So. I can still see her not being great. I don't know about three books worth, though. That sounds like a little much. Like, maybe, like, the first time when she flies the ship apart and they have to go to Hell's Iris. And I could see being in a new ship how she's kind of like, oh, shit, like, this thing is wonky and weird and I couldn't control it and boop. Um, But, yeah, third time, I don't know. Third time seems a little overkill. I'm okay with the the first two times because, you know, it's Octavia. She's not. She's not used to it yet. She's not used to all this uh, yeah. heresy. Yeah, that's that's true. But uh, with the travel, though, a couple things happened. One, there were some more Red Corsairs on the hull. <laughs> uh, they were trying most, to blast their way back in. Most of them, after they jumped into the warp, were just ripped into fucking pieces by psychic energy and the souls of the damned. Yeah, they're very um, descriptive about how that happens too. It's. Yeah, I guess that was Varial's idea, and, and even Talos was like, fuck, man. Yeah, when even when even the Nightlord's like, yo, dude, little extreme. Uh. Um, but then there came this one guy. Yeah. One, one captain. Yeah, one survivor. Survivor who... Air quotes. <laughs> who it appears to... I'm not quite sure exactly, but... I believe he became something called a... Well, he was possessed by Nurgle, basically. Yeah, he was over, Nurgle, He was possessed by chaos, yeah. Yeah, Nurgle basically possessed his bastard ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, he got a bunch of warp powers mm-hmm. and began to fuck up the ship and fuck up the bleeding eyes. Yeah, he started fucking up raptors. Yeah, and he started eating them. Yeah, that's a very chaosy Nurgle thing to do, sure. It is a very chaosy thing. Um, actually, in case you're curious, this is a corn version, but this is kind of what a possessed looks like. Little uh oh, got, like the big big claw, you know. That, that's sick. Yeah, I I think he's a possessed. I don't know if there's a different variant for what you would call him, but 
Um, he is actually a, a pretty nasty force. He yeah. makes his way into the ship, and Uzas is standing guard, and he just fucking one-taps him. Yeah, he one-shots Uzas, and he just knocks him out. I was like, oh, fuck. Everybody inside that navigator's room is fucked. If he one-shot Uzas, I don't know what anybody else is going to do about him, because that's... Because <laughs> Zaro left to go fight him. That's right, because, Be- because the, the dude can like boxing that he was messing up the ship. And Zorro, yeah. yeah, and he like kind of phased through walls a couple times because of his warp powers. Mm-hmm. And he got his way to the navigator room, yeah. um, which I guess we didn't mention earlier that Octavia accidentally killed somebody with her third eye, and that caused Uzas to kill like a demonic apparition of Delcaris. That's right. Um, oh, that's that was right. an old thing. Caris, no right. blood, no skull, no yeah. blood, no he skull. Was, he was not happy that he was forced to kill the aberration of Delcaris because there was no 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 blood for the blood god and no skulls for the skull throne. But another moment upset. of Uzas being like, yo, he helped. Yeah, that's true. He helped. Yeah. Um, but the they hold that uh, against Octavia for a while because she invited Chaos to sort of like follow them or something, right? Because when you kill with eye. when you kill with the eye, the Neverborn, which is just basically demons, kind of yeah. get like your scent. Right, right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, so this giant Nurgle dude busts his way into the fucking room, <laughs> and then all you have is Maruk, Septimus, Hound, and Octavia, and they just start yeah. laying into him with las guns and stuff. But it's doing jack all. Yeah. As, um, as as it should. Like, there's no reason that they should really be able to do that much damage to, like, essentially a Chaos Space Marine. A, a possessed Chaos Space Marine with a, a cloud of flies so big it's taking shots. Yeah. Okay. Um, which leads me to my least favorite part of this entire book. Mm-hmm. Where Maruk is fighting the possessed guy. He, he can't stand the horrible Nurgle smell. He throws up. Yep. And then he gra- gets grabbed by the leg, mm-hmm. inhales a bunch of flies, and gets flung into the wall so hard his head turns into mist. Oh, you and know, I- it's, it's interesting. We talked about this. Like, um, it wasn't until we talked about it that I, for some reason, I don't know if I just didn't register it, I didn't realize that Maruk died in this fight. I didn't know either. I was I read Void Stalker, and I was like, where's Maruk? And I looked up the wiki, and it's like, he died. Yeah. Like you, I, you told me that, and I was like, "Wait, no! I, I was expecting more Maruk and Voidstalker. I liked Maruk a yeah. lot, actually, and he just gets fucking slammed. A welcome to the jam, right? A space Jam, <laughs> Nurgle edition. Oh. It was really bizarre, and because I reread that part, because I wanted to make sure it wasn't stupid, mm-hmm. or I wasn't stupid, and the the words are almost specifically split his head open." on the wall but the word the word uh phrase split your head open is a common phrase for having a big gash in your head yeah 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 i guess he meant literally turned it into like a paste Mm -hmm. and and then it was so that's what it was i was thinking maybe there was just like a big gash that went down his head instead of just literal head eruption yeah and it was also so incredibly like unceremonious yeah and that's entirely because well right after that he Um, grabs grabs our good boy hound lifts him up and hound with his 
with his just pure patience, yeah. just waits and then sticks his double barreled in the dude's in mouth and just blows his like back of his head off. Yep, yep. And then he gets thrown at the wall with like the force of a baseball. Yep. And him. breaks every bone in his body. And poor hound. Poor hound. And then doesn't uh, Uzas break in and... and uh, he throws his chain axe at him. Yeah. And then, and then I think like, Zarl oh, arrives. Th and... Thank goodness. And then doesn't he like turn the chain saw axe on? Yeah, he starts his, like... It's like, oh. I think Zarl arrives after that too to help. I don't remember, but... I feel um, like by the time Zarl showed up, the uh, they had already killed him. I no, think. no. Zarl shows up. Zarl shows up. Um, Uzas grabs Octavia by like the neck mm. and and starts running away with her. Oh, okay. And then they and they lead the thing into the into a room that has like thirty raptors in the air. Oh, right, right, right. That's the I will eat your eyeballs moment. Right. Yeah. Right, and then right, they right. all like pounce it and then kill yes, it. Yes. Right. Oh God, how did I forget that? I literally um, referenced it at the beginning of this episode. What the fuck? <laughs> Lucorifus eats a lot, it's okay. He does. <laughs> he eats a lot of eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that whole, yeah, that whole fight was, I was quite, I, I was surprised how much emotion I felt for a little mutant freak boy. I know, I was, and, and, well, it doesn't help that, like, as he's dying, like, on his deathbed with Octavia, he's telling Octavia how much she reminds him of her daughter that he used to have, and it's like, oh. Stop, man. And he's like, oh no, mistress, it's raining, and it's just her tears. And yeah. you're like, fuck, oh, dude. Yeah. It got me it got me a little teary-eyed when I reread it. I was like, shit, yep. this is fucking sad. Little is little it? little creepy yeah. sewn shut freaky boy. Yes. And in reality, they would have all died if he didn't shoot him in the mm -hmm. in the back of the mouth. So it's like in Full Metal Alchemist when uh, Roy Mustang is is crying and the ladies and he's like, "Oh, look, it's raining," and she's like, "What? No, it's not." And he's like, "It's pouring," because he's crying. Oh, is that what that's from? Yeah, Full Metal. Alchemist. Is his name actually Roy Mustang? Yep, Roy Mustang's dope. He snaps his finger and it, and uh, he summons fire. I think that's cool and all, but that name is so like like Southern Californian. Yeah, it is. I bet he drives a Mustang. He would. He probably does. He would. But but that, that makes it even more for why Maruk's death was so weird, because Hound's death took the show. Yeah, maybe that's why, because all you remember is like, oh my god, not Hound, Hound, Hound. It's like, uh, Maruk was in here somewhere, but it's like, oh no, Hound. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, but during all of this, though, flip over to the other side. <laughs> uh, the Covenant of Blood is under attack. Big By time. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Every Red Corsair ship is on their ass. They're doing a valiant job of, of surviving, though. The Exalted is uh doing his thing. Um Yeah, he's killing a lot. He's he's flipping and spinning and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh Exalted is uh is having to fend off uh Vandred. Right, that in was his, in his mind. He's fighting off Vandred. Yeah, that was great because he was struggling with keeping up in the Void War, and so he had to keep reaching further and further. And Vandred basically kind of grabbed him by the wrist and pulled him down to where he used to be. Yep. And he Vandred took over his body again. And he's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what um, the fuck happened to me?" <laughs> but there's some really like small details that are pretty great because mm -hmm. he's talking with uh. Talos over the over the Vox and 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking about, hey, you know, don't don't sacrifice yourself. I, I'll rather die, and yeah. like, you'll be remembered, Vandre. And he's like, I prefer not to be. Oh right, yep. And he even has the yep. small part when he voxes the whole ship, and he says, "This is the captain," instead of "This is, this the, is exalted. the exalted." Yep, yep. It's like that little detail where it's like, "That's cool." That's a great detail. There were also a lot of little things when he was like Vandred where like he wasn't used to his body. Like he found it hard giving orders because of how sharpened his teeth were. Like Or his would... giant arm claw mm-hmm. thing. Uh, those are nice little touches. Like he just really wasn't used to being a chaos demon. Is yeah, it's a nice little touch. It's 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 good. And at the end of it, basically all the survivors that could be surviving went and bailed, uh, took escape pods over to um, the Echo of Damnation. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was uh, the boss bi- bi- moment. <laughs> big old, big old awesome moment where Vandred's fucking around, killing everything, doing really good job. Oh, and yeah. right when he's about to die, he just kind of dips and he lets the Exalted take its form yep. again just Does- so he can have a last moment of death. Yep. Doesn't he say before he switches, like, I hope you feel this. And I just, hope this hurts. Yes. And then the ship and the exalted just screaming, howling. Oh, that was satisfying. That it was, was so incredibly satisfying. satisfying. Oh, hell it was yeah. awesome to have Vandred kind of show why he was such a good leader or such a good, like, uh, void war guy. And then just kind of pull out and then bada boom. Bada bing. Bada bam. And and then they said that the Atramentar were gone. They're not. There's no way. Yeah, they're they they must have somehow gotten out. There's no way you got rid of like the all all of the Night Lord, or I guess the, I mean the Atramentar, they Terminators have teleporters. They oh, very they? much could oh, okay. have teleported onto like a Red Corsair ship and just beaten the fuck out of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So that, that's I, I very so. possible. Yeah, because there, there's some there's some good attributes. Some of them are kind of dickheads, but I think Malak, Malak like and Garadon are the big Malik ones. Malak and Garadon, yeah. I know Malak has always like had Talos's back as much as he could, right? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah, Malak is. Um, cool, so, but then like Deltrian arrived, and we got a lot of good Deltrian in this book. We didn't talk much yeah. about, but Talos, I, I like a lot of I, that. It, they they keep it a little bit of a secret, but Talos sees. Deltrian fleeing, and he sees what Deltrian has, and he's like, "Oh my, f- fuck you, Del- you, mu- you piece of shit! What are you doing?" And I'm just like, "What the fuck could Deltrian possibly have that would make Talos like?" He's furious. He's like, "You guys aren't gonna believe what Deltrian's got, that motherfucker!" And I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> like Talos, easy. Like, what does he have? Like, the Exalted's head or something? Like, what the? <laughs> He'd be okay with that." Yeah, he do you, um, wait. Do you know what he has? Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah, yeah, you know. he has. Um, well, did, was did that? Does that happen in Voidstalker or? Yeah, it ha- Well, yeah, yeah, it happens in Voidstalker. We'll we'll wait then. We'll wait then. No, but... no, no. I I think they mention what he has near the very end of Blood Reaver. I don't think he wakes up, but they're like, um, oh yeah. Oh, well. He, well. Well now, well, now there's no way to stop it. Yeah, he's got yeah. Malkarian's fucking thing. Yeah, he has Malkarian's dread- Dreadnought, or is it just the sarcophagus? Uh, the Dreadnought sarcophagus is kind of a thing. Yeah. So. And Talos is like, Deltrin, why the fuck do you have that? And he's like, oh, huh, well, I, I didn't want to do it, 
but I got orders higher up than yours to bring him with me and save him. And it I think was... that's I think that's Voidstalker because I haven't read that part yet. So no, I I remember reading that part and I haven't started Voidstalker yet. I thought you started Voidstalker. Not yet. I was going to wait until after we did this. No, I thought that was the last like five minutes of the book. Then that was really late. Really close to the end. I think I just Um, forgot about that. Yeah, but the orders came from Malik. I think right. Malik was like, "Hey, maybe you should go ahead and keep a hold of uh, our dreadnought." Of, Mm. I I don't know why I can never get his name right. Malkarian, the War Sage. For some reason, I'm always like, "Oh yeah, it's Malkador." It's like, no, no, wrong M. Malkarian? From his work, The Tenebrous Path. Come on, they say like 20 times in the first book. I know, but for some reason, there are just so many M names floating around in my head that I never, I can just, I never get it right the first time. Whatever. Anyway, you all know who he is. Well, regardless, the book ends with a very nice moment, which is Reuven being like, Hey, gang, how's it going? (laughs) I sure can't wait for some great times together. As he's just fucking sliced in half on the chest. Yeah! And he's just like crawling, (laughs) bleeding to death, and all the Night Lords are looking down on him. And it's like that meme with the Pepe who like dropped his plate of food, (laughs) and there's a shadow over him, and he's like, uh huh. He's like, this is for Secundus and all the bullshit you are. We don't need you anymore. Die. Yep, you're a traitor, and you surely would have betrayed us too. Now die. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's just like, hey, gang, where are we going to go to next? This is going to be a great time. I'm so glad to be back among my brothers. They even uh, gave him uh, Night Lord armor, didn't they? Uh, Yeah, they did. (laughs) Bisected him and oof. And then uh, I think Vario literally just, uh, uh, Vario skins him, flays him, and I think Talos wants his body to be hung up on the command deck? Yep, in the war room or whatever. Everybody to see. Yep. Yep. It's pretty it's pretty Night Lord scene. It's it's yeah. immensely satisfying. You get what you fucking deserve, Murray. You get what you fucking deserve, Reuven. <laughs> you get what you fucking deserve. Though there was a part of me that was actually kind of hoping that Reuven did actually become part of the group. Just because he is that sort of shit lord and you're just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop with him. But at the same time, I'm not unhappy with the fact that he got absolutely fucking wrecked at the end of the book. Yeah, it's mm, yeah. very, it's very nice. It's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. I am, I am more than a fan. Yep. Uh, but that is Blood Reaver, I think. Yep. They, they do have a short, uh, epilogue. Short little, little epilogue, but I, I'd rather not talk about that one because that's. Okay. I think they, they think they actually like replay the same epilogue in the beginning of Voidstalker. Okay, so it's literally just like, hey, here's the first. This is essentially like the first ten pages of Voidstalker. Yes. Okay. I, yeah, we'll, I we'll think, talk about it next time then. Yes, it's. I really like this book. It's my favorite of the three. Uh, lots of good backstory. Lots of new characters. Almost all of them good. Maruk, Variel, Deltrium, even Huron Blackheart is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn more about Mercutian. That that uh, little section of Talos and Zarl's kids was fucking crazy. Yep, Uzas being sort of clear, clear and concise, and it being super sad because Talos is like, "Oh, I miss that. I miss my and brother." It's interesting too because Uzas swears that he never ever killed Akir. 
That's true till the end of the book. He's like, it wasn't me. I don't know what to tell you. If you don't believe me, fine, whatever. But I know I didn't do it. Oh, we almost forgot. Because he's got of that, the gauntlets. He, he's got the sitter's gauntlets. He's got the red gauntlets. When that part happened, I was like, I learned about that. I get it. Yes. Yes, he's been he's been uh, branded sinner's red. Sinner's red. And he's like, where am I gonna get <laughs> red paint? Red paint. Yeah. Just use all the blood on the ground, bud. Jeez. Yeah. Good old. Yeah, and at the end, he actually does show up with red gauntlets. He does? Yep. A lot of times I forget that Uzas has a cape. Uzas has a cape? He has a cape of a noble family. Oh. It was their skin. Oh, right. That's true. He was You're also right. like, I think he was also either murdering or violating a woman, and she put her hand on his faceplate and left that bloody handprint, which is why he has the bloody handprint on the face. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, oh, Uzas. Oh, Uzas. Oh, Uzas. <laughs> but, yeah. For some anyway. reason, when you said that, all I could think of was, that's just Uzas, and it's like a, an 80s theme song. It's like a sitcom. Yeah, and it just shows Uzas, like, shrugging his shoulders with a big smile on his face in black and white. <laughs> He's pretty, Uzas is pretty sus. It's pretty true. Yeah. All right. We've been going for a long time. Uh, yeah. The next book will be Void Stalker. Uh, my second favorite, though I would say it has the most problems. Oh, um, is it like too quick of a finish, or are they do? No, they no, no, no. I just there are just things in it that I think I think okay. it has the most uh, issues for me, but it also has some of the highest highs. Okay. Uh, cool. So it's like it's the stuff that's in it is really good, but then there are some things that I don't like. Okay. But overall, I still like it more than Soul Hunter, and Soul Hunter is fucking great. So they're all really good. Um, but yeah, Blood Raver probably better than Soul Hunter. So it's just been getting better and better. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Void Stalker. It'll be pretty good. We'll do that one next month. They, and then after that, we're going to be reading Caiaphas Cain. Ah, so. the main lord. Everybody keeps telling me about Caiaphas Cain and how I need to see it. And it's lighthearted and he stumbles his way into success somehow. And yeah. So we'll be doing that soon. Thank you everyone for watching. It was a pleasure. You can find me at Bricky on yeah. places. You can find DK at DK at places. Well, it's DK Diamantes at places, but yeah, you can. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, and Chai's yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. No blood. No blood. No skulls. No skulls. <laughs> <laughs>